This is the whole theme of biblical flourishing. We have to be rooted in truth because we live in a culture and society today that is trying to define, like every individual is told, you can define your own version yes, yeah, of your truth. Live your truth. What the freaking heck does that mean? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> At least I said freaking. But it embarrass you and like say a curse word or something because I don't curse. <laughs> Anyways. Welcome to the Faithful Flourishing Podcast, where we'll discuss growing in our walk with Jesus through everyday faithfulness. We believe that true flourishing is possible in all seasons because God himself is our source of life. As we enjoy him and follow him, we will reflect his light in a dark and desperate world. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Hello, babe. Hello. Welcome to episode seven of the Faithful Flourishing Podcast. We're going to be talking about, back to the theme of biblical flourishing, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about two ways to live. Mm-hmm. And we're just fair warning. We're going to get a little nerdy. We're going to get into the <laughs> weeds. We're going to get into the weeds. But before we do, uh, why don't we just catch the people up? Where have we been? Well, we have been sick for three straight weeks. At least. It was probably more. No, I think it was like three weeks. But like literally three weeks of back-to-back sickness. At least one of us was sick at all times in that three weeks. And it was not the same sickness the whole three weeks. It was Mm -hmm. uh, hand, foot, mouth, croup, urgent care visit, um... We had everything Stomach in there. Stomach stuff, congestion. I mean, like, it we funny, had it all, people. It's funny timing. Right after we record Stubborn Flourishing. Uh-huh. And then it's like, we uh, were sick for three weeks. It was rough. But then, thankfully, it was pretty much, oh, excuse me, all gone. Minus just like lingering cough and um like snot from the boys which you know they still have because they'll probably still have it to the end of the year Mm -hmm. to be expected but anyway we thankfully got rid of all of the other sickness before we went to north carolina we were in north carolina all week last week and it was lovely it was a great great. time we went to go see matthew's brothers both of his brothers live there andrew nathaniel and their families and uh so we spent time with all of them and it was great it was awesome. It was cold. It was. Speaking of, Nathaniel gave us a great icebreaker question. Mm-hmm, he did. And speaking of getting nerdy on this episode, he asked us, what is the nerdiest thing about you? You have a lot of nerdy things about you. And I say that. That is true. In the most loving way. Yeah. Because I am married to you, so. Am I going first? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you have a handful. and <laughs> I have a lot to get out. I can literally um, only think of one for me. So I guess I'm just think, not a nerd. You're really not. Nerdy. I'm weird, but I'm not going to share the weird things because that wasn't the question. Yeah, you are. You have a lot of weird things about you, but not a lot of nerdy <laughs> things. <laughs> you literally have to be like, yep, yeah, you are weird. 
but that's that's true nerdy we have to talk about what is the essence of nerdiness mm-hmm. i think it's just when you like i don't know I like you get really excited about something that yes isn't that exciting maybe that's literally what i was gonna or say or like it's it's something that y- nerdiness is tied directly to excitement okay where there's something that you get it you get excited about like the littlest details about it and things that nobody else would ever care about. Mm-hmm. Not only do you care, you're like giddy and excited. <laughs> well, that, then I me, wouldn't. That's, then mine's not nerd. Then what I was going to say for me is not nerdy because I don't get, trust me, well, I don't get not giddy to giddy, do. Okay, I'll go like, first. I'll go first because okay. I was, because now I'm, I'm just leaving the people hanging. Uh, mine would be budgeting. So like I manage our finances and I love to budget with a pen and paper every month like i write down every budget category every expense every uh yeah expense i was gonna say it's a little nerdy because you don't like there's budgeting apps out there no but you don't those no you don't want to you don't want to use an app because it would take away your joy of using the pen and paper i just yes and no i also just find it more within my control, I guess, and just easier. Like you've seen when I'm trying to like show you the budget for the month and it's just like scribbles like everywhere, but it makes so much sense to me. Yeah. It's the only way that I can like, like I'm literally like adding and subtracting like you would in your math book in like fourth grade. I don't know. I just, I've tried, I tried, I've tried budgeting apps when we like yeah. a few years back and I hated it because it's just so much easier for me to get it all on paper. But before we were even married, like when I was a teenager, I would do the envelope system and that did make me so giddy. Like I would have like shopping envelope or like eating out like back and when then people car actually... payment because me and my sister shared a car and we made car payments to my dad, gas money and then savings. I feel like those, oh, and tithe. But I feel like those were like my... This is back when people actually used cash. Like yeah. This was all in cash. I had a card, yeah, but I mostly used yeah. cash. But that actually I do remember. Like every month writing out my envelopes made me so giddy. And so it has kind of carried over into our marriage because I don't use an envelope system. But i uh not knocking an envelope system. Like if you are married and are using an envelope system, kudos to you. That's great because I think it's actually still a very beneficial way to manage your money but yeah i just love budgeting you're proving it i also love (laughs) (laughs) talking about see you are nerdy about this because you're just you're going i just feel like though i'm pretty good at like maneuvering like switching things around in our budget too if necessary like i'm good at making things work Mm -hmm. wouldn't you say i would say so like if we went over in grocery budget I know how to like pull from other categories or if we want to eat out like in a certain week, but that's not in our like, we don't have anything left over in eating out budget category, then I will make groceries work to where I am already subtracting X amount of money out of groceries for that week because I know that we're going to, anyway, yeah, I love it actually. Okay. I guess free free budgeting tips. (laughs) I guess that is the nerdiest thing about me. Uh, I would say for me, uh, you can just go back. I think it was episode one where I talked about these things that hold my glasses in place. Mm -hmm. And it's not really that I wear them. It's it's like how excited I was when they worked. Yeah, you were very excited. And I'm excited to share it with other people. Yeah. 
That's pretty nerdy. Um, you were excited. I remember like when they came in the mail. When they came in the mail. I was very excited. It solved a lifelong problem for me. But um, you. But can I just say something? My glasses. Okay, it's funny because we both wear glasses, so we're kind of just proving that we're a little bit. I mean, we are sitting on our couch recording a podcast about the Bible. That's pretty nerdy. So <laughs> we are just kind of nerds. No, but I was going to say you, my glasses <laughs> have been really loose. I don't know. That just sounds nerdy to say, but, and you literally just tighten them with like a little tiny screwdriver. So why didn't you just do that with yours? It, that doesn't work for me. Mm. I was actually working out earlier and like working out with glasses is awful. Mm. Not with these. And they did fall off my face at one point. Exactly. Yeah. Now you know why I'm so excited about these things. Well, good for you, babe. Anyways, some other things. Uh, I mean, I I am pretty nerdy with like the podcasts I listen to. I listen to a lot of Bible podcasts. I listen to Hardcore History. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, when it comes to like following sports, I I just dive way too deep. In the numbers, in the... Yeah. I just know too much about it. Mm -hmm. That is pretty nerdy. To where it's like, it becomes nerdy. Which I do feel like a lot of men are at the same level as you. Yeah, it's like, you think sports and nerdiness don't go together, but they really do. You You can extremely nerd out on some like sports uh, trivia, Yeah, if you will. Specifically, you nerd out over the... Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs. How about them doggish? And now you're raising a little mini miniature Bulldogs yeah, fan. We'll my, see. My three-year-old and one-year-old sons will sit through and watch a football game with me. Mm-hmm, they will. And it makes me so happy. It's cute. Moving on. We're going to nerd out about the most important thing. Do you know what it is? Biblical flourishing? Well, the Bible. Oh, the Bible. And <laughs> And the Bible as it relates to human flourishing. All right, let's do it. Ready to dive in? Mm -hmm. So we are talking about two ways to live. When it comes to biblical flourishing, what the Bible teaches us. So we have our five categories. We're back to category one, biblical flourishing. I think there's a gospel tract called Two Ways to Live, which... Uh, Wait, the little bookmark thing that I had? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a pretty good one, too. Yeah. This is Where not is that? sponsored by them. But speaking of, babe, did you know we have a sponsor for today's episode? What are you talking literally, about? Literally. We literally do. What are you talking about? Free sponsor. If you live in Central Florida and you need screen work done on your back porch, front porch, ah. balcony, reach out to our guy, Kyle Judkins. His company is called Kingdom Screens. Yes. He will take care of you. He's a boss. He's amazing. His work does look very good. Look up. Very clean. Look up Kingdom Screens. Google Instagram, you'll find him. Incredible guy. Wait, let me look up his Instagram. Keep talking. Yeah, so it's Kingdom Screens. He does total rescreen, screen repair, new. What is that word? 
Lanai. <laughs> Lanai. New Lanai screen installation and more. Uh, so yeah, his name's Kyle Judkins. Kingdom screen. Should we should we give his number, his address? Should we his social? All of it? Yeah. No, but for real, we're being serious. Yeah, check him out. Check him out if you need your pools screened in, your porches screened in. Hey, and living in Florida with those mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So shout out Kingdom Screens. And Kyle. Oh no, wait, Orange City, not Deldona. He lives in Orange City. Does it matter? Yeah, it's all the same. Uh, Orange City, Deltona, Deland. West, West Volusia. He's probably shaking his head right now. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Kyle. <laughs> so, two ways to live. We're going to look at the Old Testament mainly. It's uh, also, you can refer to it as the Hebrew Bible. And the reason I call it the Hebrew Bible is because, did you know, fun fact. Are you talking about our Bible? Our, our Old Testament uh-huh. can also be called the Hebrew Bible. Hmm. But here's a nerdy fun fact. Okay. The order of the books in the Old Testament Mm -hmm. is different from how the Hebrew people used to organize them. Why do I bring this up, you ask? Because we're a nerd. Because I'm a nerd. (laughs) Just kidding. They would call it so, like the Bible that Jesus used was the Torah. That was part of it. That was the first section. Okay. So they would call it the Tanakh, Hmm. which is just three letters T N K. Well, obviously they were Hebrew letters, but you know what I'm saying? Stands for Torah. The N, I think it's Nevi'im. It means prophets. And then the K is Ketuvim, which is the writings. Yeah, we're really nerding out here. But those, we're going to look at the beginning of those three sections of the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible. And we're going to see what they have to say about human flourishing. Okay. So let's dive in to Genesis chapters one through three. Starting from the beginning. You got to start at the beginning. All roads start from Genesis 1 through 3. So in Genesis 2, let's set the scene. God just created the entire universe. He created Adam. Everything's beautiful, good, amazing. Mm -hmm. The reason I only said Adam is because when God says what I'm about to read, he hadn't made Eve yet. So God says this to Adam. He commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So God takes the man, puts him in this beautiful, lush, amazing garden. And Adam has access to everything there. He can enjoy it. I want to know what that looked like. I bet it was so beautiful. It's amazing. And he got to enjoy it. He was, he was in a perfect relationship with God, living in this amazing place. Then God makes Eve for him. Eve is in the garden. Adam communicates to Eve, hey, we have access to all this stuff. There's just one tree we cannot eat. And if we do eat of that one, we will die. So God gives them access to the thriving, successful, prosperous life. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing, there's just one command. So God gives them a cho- the choice. You have access to all these things over here that I've given you, or you could try to do things your own way and eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That would go against me, and that would be like sin, rebellion. And if you do that, if you choose that path, it leads to death. Mm -hmm. So God presents them, hey, following and obeying me, boom, blessing, success. Disobeying me, death. Two ways to live, right? Yeah, sorry, I thought of something. Say it. No, it doesn't like totally tie in. I was just reading Psalm 107 today, and 
there was like a short snippet in Psalm 107 that I feel like was very similar to what you're talking about. Like obedience versus disobedience and what that's going to, like the repercussions for both of those. Mm-hmm. It's a theme everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a theme everywhere throughout the Bible. So this is where we start in Genesis. Two ways to live. We know the story. Mm-hmm. We know the path that they chose. Mm. And let me read this in Genesis 3. So when the woman, when the woman saw, this wording is very important because this similar wording plays out in the rest of the Bible. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. So Eve decided to go with what looked good and what looked good to her eyes. She said, that looks good. God said, it's not going to be good for me, but to me it looks good. So I'm going to do that. Well, yes, but the serpent also deceived her. So she didn't make that decision before the serpent like whispered lies to her. Yes. Yes. And we'll get to that. <laughs> because, <laughs> talk about nerd. I just got very you excited. You did just get very excited. Because I literally had written down, you cannot separate truth from flourishing. Like the lies came in and wait, that's. Wait, wait, wait. You cannot, I'm trying to process that for a second. You cannot separate truth from Oh, 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 got it. From our flourishing. They can't, be, they can't be separated. Yeah. They are married. Can't divorce them. And with that, you cannot separate obedience from flourishing. Mm-hmm. So the lies come from the serpent. Eve starts to believe, starts to believe the lies. Then she disobeys. So believing lies and disobeying will always lead away mm-hmm. from flourishing. Yeah. There's two paths. She chose the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, every human being ever has chosen the wrong path. But even though we've all decided to go that wrong way, the Bible still presents scenarios over and over. It like presents humanity with those two ways to live. You have a choice, obey and follow God, what he commands, Mm -hmm. and experience blessing, success, prosperity, or depart from him, disobey him. And that will lead to death. So the first part of the first section of the Old Testament starts with this. Now, Joshua is the start of the next section of the Old Testament. Which, remind us again what that is? The prophets. No, no, no. No. What? I know that. No, when you were like Torah and then... this. I think this one's Nevi'im. I could be wrong about that. Mm. I should have looked it up before. I think it's pronounced Nevi'im but it means prophets. This is all tied together. The The Old Testament is so incredible. It blows my mind. Listen to what God says to Joshua. Only be strong and very courageous. Try to pick up on the same themes that are in Genesis 2. Be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. So there's obedience, right? Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Why? So that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Remember that meditation. We'll come back to that. Okay. Noted. Why do you meditate on it? So that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So again, God is saying, I've given you this law. Mm -hmm. Now there's 
For Adam and Eve, it was like one command. Now through the law of Moses, there's all kinds of commands. I've given you that. And if you follow it, you meditate on it, you live according to that law. You will be prosperous. You'll have good success wherever you go. But if you depart from it, you'll have the opposite. It will be unflourishing. So that's what Joshua presents. Okay. Final section of the Old Testament called the writings, the Ketuvim. Starts with... Ketuvim. Did I say it right? Something like that. Ketuvim. Starts with Psalm 1. Famous passage. Listen to how Mm -hmm. all these themes just jump out again. Talk about two ways to live. You ready? Blessed, which... Means flourishing. It means flourishing. We don't have to nerd out on that. Maybe that'll be for a future podcast. (laughs) Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is where? In the law of the Lord. In the law law of the Lord. Lord. Correct. (laughs) I just second guessed myself. (laughs) And on his law, he meditates day and night. See the meditation? It's there again. Mm -hmm. He meditates day and night, just like in Joshua. Which also really ties into solitude, but we won't get into that right now. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he what? Prospers. Prospers. It's just, these themes are everywhere. Yeah. The wicked are not so. They are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. perish. Two ways to live. And this, I've been reading through Proverbs recently. It made me think of literally this morning. I read Proverbs 14, 12. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its way, wait, but its end is the way to death. So just like Adam and Eve, the tree was good to the eyes. They thought it was going to give them insight. So they took and they ate, but that way leads to death. Mm-hmm. So there's two options. We submit to God, we follow his rule, Mm. and that will always lead to flourishing, or we reject his way, we rebel against him, and that will always lead to death. But there's a problem, because all of us have chosen that second path. Mm -hmm. And that takes us to, you guessed it, Jesus, obviously. Obvi. The whole Bible points to Jesus. So Jesus comes onto the scene. This is the last passage I'll talk about. Jesus comes on the scene. We're not in a rush, just so you know. I feel like you're like trying to beat the clock or something here. Yeah. I'm insecure about my nerding out. Don't if, be. If other people aren't as uh, as excited as I am. So Jesus comes on the scene and he, I mentioned last episode, the Sermon on the Mount people. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, we, which maybe you can say this a little bit about, like, I feel like this topic of conversation is also very similar to what we talked about with our students last night at student ministry. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry, keep going. The Sermon on the Mount, it's so underrated. Just like, go read it. And just, I let me say this, part of, in two of these passages, Joshua 1 and Psalm 1, the good life, the, the blessed, amazing, great way to live 
involves meditating on God's word day and night. Mm. That's just so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like that is the definition of a flourishing life, meditating on God's word. Anyways, jump to Matthew 5. Jesus clearly meditated on God's word day and night. Mm-hmm. He was the word of God in the flesh. He picks up on this theme running through the Old Testament. And he starts his Sermon on the Mount talking about human flourishing. Really, the whole sermon is about that. He says, blessed are those who mourn, which that mean, that word blessed, again, means flourishing. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who mm. are meek. Blessed are, and he goes through all those things and talks about the way the way to enjoy God's blessing is to, because remember the problem, we all chose the wrong path. We're all stuck over there. He says, blessed are those who mourn. People who mourn over their sin, they know where they stand before a righteous God. And those who mourn about that, they will be comforted. Mm-hmm. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they will be satisfied. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say too, I think that like, especially like hearing this passage when I was younger, you always like, I, I feel like people read that as like, blessed, blessed are those who mourn. Okay. And then you think about people who are mourning and they're like, I don't feel very blessed right now. I don't feel like I'm flourishing or happy, Yeah. but it's, but it's an eternal perspective. It's like, it's talking Right, correct. Like yeah, it's talking about hundred percent eternity, not necessarily in that very moment or season that you're in, but because of your future hope and knowing that you will spend eternity with Jesus, that is why we are blessed when we mourn or blessed are the meek or blessed are the poor and the needy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I just completely threw off everything you're talking about, but that just popped into my head because I specifically remember sitting listening to a teaching like on that and thinking like no like people who are like grieving right now they're not blessed and happy like they're not feeling they're not feeling it right now they don't feel that way yeah right but but what is most true like you said in the in the eternal perspective they are flourishing and blessed even if it doesn't feel like it as believers, everything has to have an eternal perspective. Yeah. Like we are looking through the lens of eternity. And Jesus, the reason eternity is a good thing for us, because only one human in the history of all humans, only one has chosen that correct path, who has actually followed God's rule, who has submitted to what he said, and has been, because he chose that path, he has earned the flourishing, the blessing, the prosperity, all of that. And then he, that one person, made a way mm-hmm. for us to also experience true flourishing. Yes. So now Jesus takes our place on the cross. He dies the death that we earned mm. by rejecting God and departing mm-hmm. from him. Jesus dies that death for us, then raises back to life. And now when we repent, and believe in him, we then are going to be rewarded for the path that he took. Mm. So we will start to receive the blessing and the prosperity. Wow. All Let the, that sink in. All the stuff that he earned for us. 
that's now our reward because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Because of nothing that we did. Because of the blood of Jesus. Absolutely. That's like what we were, again, we were talking about last night with the students. Mm-hmm. It's the reward. That's later in the Sermon on the Mount. We'll, we'll probably have so many episodes on the Sermon on the Mount, but we can't get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I, it's just amazing how the Old Testament, it's pointing us down this road of what is, what is best for human beings. It is always best to submit to God, to believe His truth, to obey His commands, because truth and obedience will always lead to flourishing. And Jesus did that for us. And so it's like he unlocks that reward that mm-hmm. we had we had forfeited because mm-hmm. we chose our own way. We saw what we thought was good in our eyes. We saw what what is Psalm or Proverbs 14? There was a way that seemed right to us, but that way led to death. But Jesus chose the correct way, unlocked that blessing. And I think the reason that truth, this is the whole theme of biblical flourishing. We have to be rooted in truth because we live in a culture and society today that is trying to define, like every individual is told, you can define your own version yeah, speak of your truth, Live your truth. What the freaking heck does that mean? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sick of you. Like a few years ago, everyone's like, live your truth. And I'm like, what's your truth? That's you know, like. I don't know. It's just it's just dangerous waters to walk on. <laughs> Lisa said freaking. Who? What? I said, <laughs> oh, I thought you said Lisa. I thought you said Lisa said freaking. I was like, okay. You said at least I said. Yeah. Okay. I didn't embarrass you and like say a curse word or something because I don't curse. <laughs> Anyways, everyone is trying to like define their own version of success mm-hmm. apart from God. Mm-hmm. And all that leaves you is just in a weird place. There, there's just no foundation to it. It's so wishy-washy and we change and our mm-hmm. our passions and desires and opinions, they're constantly, constantly changing. Constantly, it's exhausting. But if we're basing the good life and success mm-hmm. and prosperity on what God says, mm-hmm then on the rock it's on the rock then i was about to say then we can hit the target but it's more like jesus hit the target for us and now we're trusting in him Mm. and relying on him it's biblical flourishing through the hebrew bible through the tanakh so that is two ways to live and it shows us the two ways to live and now because of jesus our faith simply our belief that Jesus lived the right way for us, that is now counted to us as righteousness. Mm -hmm. So you can choose to reject God, do what seems right to you, or you can choose to repent, meaning just turn away from that life of sin and believe in Jesus. And now that path, simply that belief in faith, leads to the prosperity, the success, the blessed life. Yes, I agree. Earned for us by Jesus. Amen. Amen. He became sin who knew no sin so that in him we can become the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. So that's two ways to live. We'll close out with a random resource as we always do. And this time it's going to be another podcast. We, oh. 
we don't view other podcasts as our competitors. We're just so loving like that. Okay. We, <laughs> we view them as our friends. I want to shout out. That was a joke. Alexa's giving me this well, very I'm concerned look. Just waiting. I'm waiting. I don't know what your random resource is. It's a podcast called Rebuilders. See, I've, I, I've never heard of this podcast it's, before. <laughs> it's really good. Rebuilders. Rebuilders. It's by a guy named Mark Sayers. He's an Australian. All three of the people on the podcast are Australian. So if for no other reason, it's amazing to listen to just for their accents. True. But, but then on, I'm just going to want to talk in Australian accent the rest of the day. But on top of that, it's really what it is. It's a... He dissects, you know, current events or the cultures we live in. He analyzes all of that from a Christian worldview. And I find mm, it. How come I, you never told me about this podcast? Sorry. I was gatekeeping it. Yeah. News to me. Now I need to go check out this podcast. It's really good. It can get nerdy. Speaking of the whole theme of today, apparently is just nerdiness. But the Bible is not nerdy. Well, no, we're just like, we got in the weeds a little bit with like, nobody, nobody goes around talking about the Tanakh. The Bible's fact. It is fact. Factual. Factual. Look out, look up, <laughs> not look out, look up Rebuilders. It's an awesome podcast. And once again, if you need some screen work, Kingdom Screens, people. Yes, we're contact serious. Them. Anything else? That's a wrap. We're out of here. I'm going to go eat a snack and watch Gilmore Girls. All right. That's flourishing right there. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Peace.